BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. You are listening to Tox Machina on the Critical Role Podcast Network. Tox Machina airs live at twitch.tv slash critical role on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Pacific, and it's also uploaded to youtube.com slash critical role on Thursday mornings. If you like our podcast, Please rate and review it on iTunes, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Without further ado, here's this week's episode of Talks Machina. Are we on the internet? So now that you and Ashley are engaged, is Ashley going to change her last name? No, actually, we talked about this, and I'm going to take both her first and last name. So I will be Mr. <laughs> Ashley Johnson now. So what do you guys think? Is that cool? I like I, it. I think Very it, progressive. It's progressive. It gives you a certain level of respect that you would never have acquired otherwise. Mm-hmm. So I think I think it's a good step up. I was told we are not allowed to share a social security number, something I was not aware of. <laughs> Tonight, the Mighty Nine find a stowaway, unlock a Hellraiser puzzle sphere, and fight their very first dragon. We'll all remember where we were when the Mighty Nine... We'll break it all down with my guest, Sam Regal. What the fuck? <laughs> Is, this, is that correct? I was forced to be here. Yeah, I, we, we got with him. We got that, yeah. <laughs> Danny's been shaming him for weeks. And Matthew Mercer, Hi, someone who actually here. loves this Hi, program. Hey, buddy. Loves America and the rest of the world. <laughs> All that and more tonight on Talks Machina. Go, Zach, right here. Bing. back. Tonight's episode, ladies and gentlemen, is sponsored once again. I don't know who these people are or what they're doing, but they're sponsoring our show. Do you know why? Because we have two A-listers on tonight. We have an Emmy Award winning, we have Matt Mercer is what we have. Tonight's show is sponsored by Loot Crate. You guys remember Loot Crate. Loot Crate. I know, right? We haven't said those words in a while. Hey guys, but Loot Crate is a monthly mystery crate, as we all know, for pop culture fans filled with incredible and exclusive items. Oh, wait a second, and apparel, wait a second, from your favorite TV shows, movies, games, and more, December's Loot Crate theme is, can you guess? You can't. Marriage? (sighs) No, I wish it was, man, because then I could have gotten a ring. I wouldn't have to spend so much goddamn money (laughs) getting clothes to break into a place. December's Loot Crate theme is scavenge. 
There are two exclusive Dungeons and Dragons shirts available this month. Sam, hold this up for the people to like see. Like David I will. Scavenge? Yes, dude, like David Miscavenge. Miscavenge. Oh, yeah. David Miscavenge. It says Crit 20. Whoa. <laughs> That's pretty dope. That one's a long sleeve. That's pretty cool. It is. Can I keep this? You can. Great. Wait, Max, can he keep it? No. Oh, sorry. Never mind. Uh, those are available one in the standard loot crate and one in the loot wear crate, which is the other one. Gotcha. Sign up deadline is tomorrow at 9 p.m. PST, so be sure not to miss out. Go to lootcrate.com slash critical role now to place your order and use the code Critical Role. Nice. For a 10% discount at checkout. Sam, give us an impromptu uh, Loot Crate 10 second song. A song? Yeah. <laughs> uh, how about a song? Wow. Um, uh, oh, come on. I'm making a point. And it's not moot. Get your crate and fill it with loot. Did not disappoint. Wow. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's a tough rhyme right there. Hello, good boy. It's a good boy. Also, oh, yeah. Oh, is the. Oh, I can't ask that on the air. Never mind. We announced a bunch of new shows, including Pub Draw with Babs Tar, yeah. which we're all super stoked about, and Mame Drop, Mame Drop. where we get to use the awesome Mame Cabinet yeah, from All Work No Play. Uh, that's where we play a bunch of random retro games on our yeah. new Mame Cabinet. For all the details, check out our blog at critroll.com. <laughs> we have a blog. I want a vlog, man. I guess this I is this my is vlog. This is a vlog, This, this yeah. is basically a vlog, Brian. Okay. I accept that as a reality. <laughs> hey gang, Thursday's episode of Critical Role is the last episode of 2018. Yeah, oh man. Can you believe it? Yeah, that's this Thursday this the 20th. Upcoming Thursday. This upcoming yes. Thursday the 20th will be the final episode of Year of Our Lord 2018. <laughs> they still say that? Uh, Critical Role will return though on Thursday, January 10th. We're gonna do it on Thursdays now. <laughs> where the adventures of the Mighty Nine will continue be sure to tune in also this Friday night for Liam's special holiday one-shot the night before Christmas. Oh yeah. That's Friday, yeah. December 21st. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be awesome. I saw some stuff, you know, that you guys weren't supposed to, and whew, looks like a wild ride. Yeah. Down oh boy, uh, I'm excited. Down into Liam's brain, which is, you know, <laughs> a wonderful place. Well, it's a holiday-themed one, so it is. it's probably gonna have a lot of death and sadness. A lot sadness. of snow and death. <laughs> Most likely. Snow, death, and sadness. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah knowing this crew, you no. know. Yep, yep. The holiday murder hobos. <laughs> that was the other name the Mighty Nine almost chose. Almost, almost. Uh, that's going to be this Friday night, uh, 7 p.m. Pacific, twitch.tv slash Critical Role. The VOD, it's a new thing I do now, you haven't been here. The VOD will be available on our YouTube channel on Sunday, December 23rd. Also, I'm just burning through it, man. We got a lot of good questions. Sure. If go. I'm talking too fast, yeah. watch it no, later no. and half right, speed. As we announced in our most recent State of the Roll, we are also taking a short break from Tox Machina for the holidays. Tonight will be our last show of 2018. Oh. But it's fine. Do you know why? We're coming back on January 8th. And guess what? On January 8th, we will be doing a discussion with probably almost the entire cast about mm -hmm. campaign two so far. Wow. We're gonna post the question threads for that on Friday, January 4th. So be thinking of the very best question you wanna ask for that episode. Be ready to post it that weekend once the threads go up. 
So think about a question that can, the cast can and will answer, right? And a question that I the can and will answer. The question that Matt can this. and will answer. Maybe something that hasn't been answered on a Talks Machina episode that we've already done for the there campaign so far. Uh, we'll pick the very best ones and ask them that night. Tuesday the 8th of January, we're back. Are you? Um, you can catch it live or the VOD with your GNS, Twitch, or Alpha subscription. Moving on, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, let us discuss episode 45. 45. Holy shit, we've done 45 episodes. I know, it's insane. <laughs> Campaign 2, The Stowaway. We begin tonight's discussion the way we begin every discussion, tragically. <laughs> With crit roll stats! Oh! It's not tragic. <clears throat> no, that part's not tragic. Not, played so brilli brilliantly by you, Sam. Yes. Uh, continues to have the most kills of the group. Really? 37. Wow, she Look has a that. knack for just just finding her shot, right? That's almost the, a kill like, an episode. Wow, you're right. Wow, she's you're a murderer. deadly, <laughs> deadly lady. Yes. <laughs> well, you're a rogue, you should be. Yeah, Yeah. I'll take Agreed. it. Agreed. Imagine when you get more powerful, too. At 45 episodes, we also reached our 45th How Do You Want to Do This of Campaign 2. Oh, no way. That's pretty awesome. Look at that timing. We're right on track. <laughs> uh, contractually, one episode, right? <laughs> <laughs> Have to meet that minimum quota. We gotta do it, know? man. <laughs> it's up to you guys, pressure's on you. Uh, Twiggy's dragon kill was the fifth Epic. guest kill of Campaign 2. That was ridiculous. Two. Like, as it got to it, I was like, no, I was sitting there, are we I'm gonna like, do oh, this no, again? This is not are we doing happen. this again? I love it. It was great, it was perfect, yeah. but like, Man, like even I feel like it's scripted now. <laughs> Did it start? Who who was the first, Danny? Was Mary the first guest to get a? How do you want to do was. this? Oh God, I don't actually know the answer to that. I don't know the Sorry, I'm not as good with my stats. Crit That's why stats. Crit certainly stats wasn't, is certainly wasn't better Will than me. Nope. Certainly wasn't Will Wheaton. Yeah, yeah, by any means. No. I think it might have been Mary. Okay. I know she killed the white dragon. I remember that. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's she and two. Will. She's gotten two. Yeah, because yeah. she and got a beholder too, right? Felicia and Will were the. First guest stars, so it has to have been has to have been Mary. I think it was because yeah. neither Will nor Will nor Felicia got a kill. Yeah, so it has to have been Mary. There you go. Will, Will, and Felicia was my favorite NBC sitcom. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> After two, two, seven. Uh, okay, so that was the fifth guest kill of Campaign Two, and the second guest. How do you want to do this of Campaign Two? Mm. In Campaign One, guests got twenty-two kills, four of which were How do you want to do this? This also was the longest episode of Campaign 2 mm -hmm. and the fourth longest game of the entire series. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know. So I wonder if. It didn't do, feel like do it. Do you though. think I was Molly the was my the next seat longest? the whole time? Yeah. Yeah, we, we all finished and went, oh, oh no, look <laughs> at the clock. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah. So bad. It was exciting. It was a good episode. That was a great really episode. Good. Yeah, finally. <laughs> Matt, <laughs> <laughs> let's begin with you. Sure. Um, Nebulade wants to know. Nebulade. Nebulade. Uh, what would you say? Nebulade. Uh, me too. <laughs> Matt, did you expect Twiggy to be as eccentric and goofy as she was? Was there any ways that the lovely Deborah Ann Wall played her that surprised you at all? Many. I mean, like we we had discussed the character uh, when we had met beforehand to kind of you know figure out uh, where where it was coming from, how it would fit in there, and and discussing kind of narrative elements there. But it was all 
backstory and mechanics and, and fitting her in there, I didn't quite know how much personality she was going to bring to the table. And that's like that with most guests. Like For the most part, I don't really know what they're going to do until they show up, and that's part of the excitement for me. They don't rehearse me. their lines with you or anything? or like they Not go, with me, with our producer. They go over <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, I don't yeah. I mean, like They don't say, like, <laughs> I could do this voice. or like. The only person that did that, I think, was Kari. Okay. Because I think he was finding it in the space, yeah. and we're both just nerdy actors anyway. Mm-hmm. And so he kind of found Chicasta at the table when we were developing it. But uh, but I had no idea what what uh, what Deborah was going to bring to it. So it was it was exciting for me, and I was just kind of like, "Whoa, this is amazing!" And like the dynamic, and like the unique kind of jealousy aspects that crept up as soon as she said that she wanted to be an arcane trickster. I was like, "Ooh, okay, mm. that's going to be." It's gonna be some just enough interesting overlap to see how it affects, and and it had like exactly the results that I was expecting. Right? Yeah, she was a blast. She was. I mean, we've awesome. seen her play so much, and you've played with her in Force Gray, obviously. Yeah, she's yeah, she, she's badass. She's awesome. But like we we wanted to have her on as a guest a long time ago. I think she was like one of the first guests we reached out to Could when be. we started streaming. Could be. Um, but at the time, uh, you know. For her, especially D&D is a very personal thing, like it was for us before we decided right. to stream this. And we were like, uh, I don't know if it's something I feel comfortable doing on the internet. She had the exact same scenario and mm-hmm. basically said no. I was like, no, nah, I appreciate that, but yeah, I don't know if I want to do this but in was, front of people. It was worth the wait because she was like, so she so was amazing. Oh, she, yeah. she knows her stuff. She was so her character was hilarious. And, yeah, she's phenomenal. Yeah, I am outraged about Daredevil. By the way, oh, I as am you should be outraged. I don't want to cause the situation here, but I'm pissed. <laughs> I'm pissed. Same. It's like, you know, Danny, if they canceled Constantine, if they just canceled him. Oh yeah, if they just canceled Constantine, why yeah. would anyone do that? I don't know. <clears throat> NBC, a great <laughs> network. You know, a wonderful, <laughs> Sam, uh, Dickymon wants, or it's Dickmon? I don't know what Dickymon? it is, man. It's D- Dickymon, it's Dickmon, it's, sure. I don't know. Dykemon? Dykemon, I don't know. Dykemon. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> How was it playing alongside another small arcane trickster? Also, did Knott's view on Twiggy change before or after the Sphere adventure? Uh, it was fun to play alongside uh, an, an arcane trickster because she was very good at it. Good. <laughs> she used her mage hand effectively. Mm-hmm. She picked locks, she did all kinds of fun, great stuff that I always forget to do, so uh, it was great. Yeah, she, she was, it was awesome for me as a player to just kind of watch. For Not, I think uh, Not saw in Twiggy, you know, some of the things that make Not unique, mm. and maybe got a little, a little bit of jealousy in there uh, towards the, the second half. But um, but seeing the second half of the question was, was it was about um, whether or not your view on her changed before or after the sphere adventure. I think that whatever creeping jealousy not was not and Jester were feeling before the fight were quickly uh, reversed yeah. because Twiggy was excellent in the fight um, and ended up kind of saving saving the day a little bit too at the end there. So yeah. No spoilers. <clears throat> Everyone's seen this already, right? I, if he doesn't know how this works. He forgot how Talks Machina works. I don't know how this show works. You've been away from Does Neverland too long. Does play during Critical Role at <laughs> yes. the same time? Yes. Okay. That way people just really understand what's okay. happening. Okay. Yeah. Um, Matt. Yes. L4at wants to know, was the Happy Fun Ball something you had been planning on unleashing on the party soon, or was it made for Twiggy once you realized Deborah was going to be on a sailing and carpentry episode? 
Uh, I've been toying with that narrative device for a while. Like, mm -hmm. I was planning at some point in the game to bring it in. I wanted it to be just a fun, uh, you know, it's essentially a pocket dungeon and uh, with a bunch of lore attached to it with a lot more to explore, and I wanted to kind of find a way to bring it into the story when it felt proper. And then when me and Deborah were working out our schedule, cause I've asked her to come on back in June, but we just she was filming and everything was crazy, and it was like, all right, we'll try later on in this year. And so when uh, November rolled around, we finally had the time for it. I was like, okay, well, based on how you're available, we're gonna be on a boat in the middle of the ocean. Mm. And uh, oh, I think I have it. And so that, that's when I brought that device in. I fleshed it out and then worked with her for the story about the, the, you know, the auction house and her kind of thieving it away from someone she didn't want to have it. And then her being a stowaway on the ship. It worked out as a perfect way to kind of get her in for an episode, mm -hmm. then get her out with a little kind of, it's essentially a bottle episode. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was it, it worked out well. I didn't expect for that to be the device, but it turned out when I looked at everything, kind of before me, the the most effective way of bringing her in. Mm. And can I ask a follow up? I would sure. love it if you did. Uh, being that this is part partly my show as well. It is yes, fifty percent. It's fifty percent your show. But although I might be robbing a, a question from one of the the viewers, but. In your mind, Matt, is that Happy Fun Ball? Was that a device for this one episode, and maybe we shouldn't touch it anymore, or is it is it there for us to explore forever? The device uh, was placed in the hands of an arcane trickster uh -huh. who liked to thieve and, and keep things, with the unfortunate DM assumption that she would take it with her at the end of the episode. Oh, <laughs> interesting. But she left it. But she left it. So now it's in your purview. A uh, hundred plus rooms of extra planar danger that you don't really know how it works. So uh, a sphere of many we'll see things. where that goes. It is a sphere, a sphere of, many of many things, things ultimately. Um, so yeah, now I get to I get to expand upon that if wow. should you ever dare, and uh, that's all I'm going to say. Okay, good oh, to know. Dungeons and Dragons, man. Even I don't know what the fuck's going to happen. I know. <laughs> Something tells me Travis will want to go back. Oh, that's going to end poorly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we know how he is with things like that. Yep. Ugh. Sam, Darlette wants to know: Did not does not resent Ford at all for touching the window and setting a time limit on exploring the library. Uh, no, no. <laughs> Jack Lemon, ladies and gentlemen, is one for the millennials. I don't think not resents Ford, certainly not for touching the window, not touches everything, everything. <laughs> um, for setting a time limit on the library, I, I think uh, not would have preferred to stay in the library longer, but it was also a dangerous place full of monsters that kept biting us. That's true. Yeah. Um, so it's not like we could just luxuriate around the place. Uh, who knows what else that library had? There was that weird ruby book. What would happen if we touched that thing? Who knows? If a giant creature, another dragon could have come out. We don't. We don't know. The cabinet attacked you. I know. Like the least yeah. like innocuous thing in the room. I know. It was right. the second time a mimic has attacked me. Has attacked not right. Yeah. And and successfully. I knew that was the second mimic that y'all fought. Yeah. I knew it. Sorry, there was like a bunch of people who were tweeting that it was the first mimic, and I was like, it wasn't the first mimic. Am I I'm going crazy? To remember. I think not was didn't it? not touch touch a mimic in um in the intro she does. No, no, no. In the place where we had there was a there was a there was a a, a, a rug and I was using my mage hand that a little. That was a rug of smothering. That was a rug of smothering. Oh, oh that wasn't a mimic, was it? Uh. I think that may have been the first actual mm. mimic you fought in this campaign. I was going to say, yeah, you wasn't that the previous one? Yeah, 
Maybe I was also You're thinking right. that the mimic was... I was confusing the rug with the mimic because it enveloped me. It did, yeah. Oh, wow. It but was the first the mimic. Thing, but it is yeah. the second piece of furniture you've yes. had to fight off. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That, that yes. is an actual oh, yeah. thing. So mm. when we did Travis's one shot, Last right, year, there was right. another mimic that got me. Then I'm just getting my mimics. You're confused. mimic. You're a, you're a mimic magnet, man. I, I, I mimic straight. Hashtag mi- mimic magnet. That's a mouthful, <laughs> just like you, Sam. Yeah. Matt. Yes. Malene Lund Stowergard wants to know. People have a lot of nerve giving us their full names. How much do you enjoy putting little buttons in the game to attempt Travis Willingham, knowing he can't resist touching a hot plate? <laughs> Uh, it's less specifically for Travis and more mm-hmm. just fucking with players. Anyone who's dungeon mastered knows that you know it's fun to put those those very very tempting things and have some be rewarding mm. and have some not be. Right. That way, that way you keep them guessing. You know, um, when it comes down to D and D, you can be as careful and methodical as your advancement as you can, but you reach a certain point where you're like, I just want shit to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Surprise me. Yeah. And uh, I think the longer you've played, the more comfortable you are with that reality, usually. Or you pride yourself on being like, I've never lost a character, I almost never lose hit points, I'm the best dungeon delver ever. Mm-hmm. I send out all my minions before, touch every single uh, tile on the floor so I'm never hit by a trap. I'm like, cool, is that really adventure though? Is that really yeah, fun? Right. So I, I admire the player that occasionally gets bold, and uh, which is why I like to keep a mix of like some some shiny red buttons are, are rewarding, some are not, and even the ones that aren't rewarding, if you were to succeed at the challenge that it presents, there may be an award, you know, reward past that. Yeah. Um, I'm just I appreciate that um, for someone as meticulous and as uh, careful as Liam is, that he has Travis at the same side oh of the boy. table, yeah. and they kind of balance each other out. Mm-hmm. And they do. It works they out really well. Do. Yeah. Yeah. It's one. Yeah. Both ends of the. Now your your uh, your flask message this week about we're going to need a bigger flask. Yes. Was that a call to action to the fans to send you oh, an no. even oh, bigger no, flask? Because I don't believe. Oh no. Steve, correct me if I'm wrong. Are we able to frame out any more to fit a bigger flask? <laughs> no, no, we we're are. Not. Steve says we are able to fit a larger flask. Wow. The problem I can't is even imagine a larger flask exists How in the drunk world. do you want to be by the end of the episode? Well, it's all water, as we know. Oh, yeah. as we know, we it's all, all water. I just meant water on the show. How water drunk do you yeah, want to be? Yeah. How water drunk. Man, I can't even imagine a bigger flask. It's already heavy. It holds 127 ounces that thing. My goodness. Which I think Danny, look it up. Is that over a gallon? Oh God! It's gotta be. Do this. Hundred and what? Hundred twenty-eight ounces. Hundred and twenty-eight. Hey Siri, how many ounces are in a ounces. gallon? One gallon is one. It's one gallon, yeah. It's, it's one exactly gallon. one gallon. It's a gallon. I'm wow. just as fast as Siri, Brian. You are. Like, That's yeah. what we found out. We need to charge your battery. You'll be even faster. <laughs> True. Do you guys like this? Talison got me this. It's very nice. I was saying earlier, it's the size that he wanted it to fit me. <laughs> Not necessarily, you know, but it's very, it's Die Hard, oh, which yeah. we know is a Christmas movie. It is confirmed. Proved and confirmed by this. Let's give away some free shit, right? Yeah. And then we'll keep yeah, talking about it. the fun stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> it's time for Gift of the Week. Gift of the Week! Brian? Our winner, ooh, a little electric guitar, whammy bar there. It's neat. Our winner for Campaign 2, episode 45, was sent in by at Critical Schluck. Let's take a look. Coming soon in 2019. 
this is great. And then, until now. <laughs> join the search for a man. <laughs> a man lost between worlds. <laughs> a man struggling to recover from being idiot for five years. <laughs> the search for Ford. That's amazing. That's awesome. That's pretty great. That's so good. Oh man, congrats to you, Critical Schluck. You have won this epic, insanely soft, insanely beautiful Critical Role Retro tee. Available now at shop. Critroll.com. That was a good one. That one made me laugh. There you go. Oh, made me chuckle. All right, moving on. <laughs> Let's see here. Which one of you do I want to hear more than the other? Oh, this is probably the only time I'll be on the show. <laughs> yeah, so get months, as many questions. So. Sam <laughs> Benjamin Baffles <laughs> wants to know. How does not feel about Caleb's choice to turn down more spell books to reunite? with the rest of the party? Uh, as with most things, not uh, probably thinks that Caleb was acting smartly in the, in the moment and was making the right choice. Um, uh, but I think not was really trying to get as many books as possible. I don't know if they were all spell books. We haven't even looked at the ones that we yeah. stole already, borrowed. Um, <laughs> But uh, but definitely not is on Team Caleb in terms of getting as much knowledge in that head of his as possible, and uh, would have loved to have another ten minutes to pick those locks and get more books because uh, a smarter Caleb is a more powerful Caleb, and possibly uh, a Caleb that can stay alive a little bit longer <laughs> in this game. So that's priority one for for Miss Not. Interesting. Yeah. Ooh. Your thoughts? <laughs> My thoughts on on the whole scenario. I mean, I for me, I love watching characters put in situations where they have to choose between uh, their long-reaching character goals or intended character goals and the safety of the people they've come to take as their family. Yeah. And I think this episode had a few moments like that where Caleb has been so obsessed. I mean, he spent every town, he's like, where's the books? Not Tell me where town, the books every are. room. That's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. You enter a cave. Are there any books? <laughs> no, you're yeah. in a cave. And, and, and I, mean, I mean, the whole room was meant to be a room to be explored with all sorts of positive and negative things attached to all that exploration. Um, but as soon as Ford pushed that button, it put a timer on it. Mm. And I was like, oh, I'd, how's this gonna go? Yeah. And the more time that was spent, the more I'm just sitting there, like ticking away on my sheet, like yeah. how much longer they're going to be behind the rest of the group. Yeah, it got really intense, and I was fascinated to see that struggle. And I was actually really proud of both of them yeah. to only taking the time they did. Mm. And I'm, I'm genuinely really excited to see what happens this Thursday. Like there was so much emotional tension, and there was mm. so much fear, and and uh, I don't know. The, the, 
the dynamics this week are going to make, I think, for some really interesting role playing this week. Yeah, there were I'm some excited. close fucking calls. Yeah, man. yeah. when you, you turned the fucking iPad around and sh- oh, one oh, hit point, yeah. I was like, "You fuck? son of a bitch!" Yeah, it was a high. And the whole like, am I going to go or am I going to attack? And he's holding his dice for five minutes. I know. I love it. Just love like it. I don't know, and it was like I was sitting at home going, "Don't you fucking roll that stupid <laughs> dice, dude! You put that shit away." I yeah. knew that shit eating grin meant no, like No, but there was there was some there was a lot of stuff. The stuff Jester had a moment where yeah. it looked like she was gonna be abandoned yeah. <laughs> by yeah. the rest of the team. Not like in a vicious way, but in a like a situational Yeah, somebody somebody left you know, like sometimes when a big family goes to a mall, <laughs> little Johnny gets left behind <laughs> okay. at the mall. You know? All right. You don't some have to you don't have to tell Max's for... story live on the air, dude. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm still out there looking, Max, I promise. <laughs> They're gonna find you, buddy. That's why we keep putting you on camera as often as we can. <laughs> We yeah. have one of those artist renderings of this is what he looks like now, you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Matt, speaking of uh, what we were saying earlier, Kimbo Majestic, if Ford would have touched somewhere else on the window, would it have taken them elsewhere, i.e., the plane of fire, et cetera, et cetera? Um, I don't want to say too much because they still have the sphere. Oh, yeah. Um, mind you, we'll see if they ever find their way back to those chambers. Um, uh, but they're from a, a, a push, <clears throat> no. But there are ways to invoke other aspects of that stained glass window to take you other places. But okay. that's a mystery. I understand. No further questions, Your Honor. <laughs> <laughs> You've said that before. <laughs> Someone said that before no, about Brian. Yeah. Someone has said that before, uh, yeah, on my behalf. Uh, Sam, now ye tens. <clears throat> I do my best, guys. I did in 2018 my best. What was going through Knot's head when she decided to take the attack from the dragon so that Jester was not attacked? Was she conscious of the fact that she could die? And if so, was she willing to die for her friend? Uh, she was definitely aware that it could be a killing blow, and she was ready, she was ready if that was the case. Hmm. Yeah, it was, I, I think what was going through her head is is what goes through her head when she's around Caleb a lot, which is just like, gotta protect this, protect this guy, gotta protect this jester, gotta protect mm. my friends. She has, she's very protective and maternal. maternal yeah. yeah, it came into it came into play. Um, yeah. And and if 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 I as a player just. If if I had gone down doing that, I would have been cool with that too. It's a, it would be a good good way out. Yeah, because ultimately it's that's still sticking to her goals in a way that mm-hmm. yeah you could feel like. I wonder we didn't really talk about this last campaign because all the characters were so close by the time you know we started doing Tox Machina and the yeah. stream and everything like that. But do you think it's hard for some people to? Remember that their characters aren't as close because all of you are so close in real life, and to have to like continuously make that separation and go like I have to focus on this person's selfishness, or you know what I mean? Is that a struggle, or does it seem like? Because I feel like the in and out of game. Because if you're seeing somebody, you know they've worked so hard on this character, and they're about to go, and you're like, I I think think I would save myself in that situation. I think for me and Liam early on in the campaign, 
for all, a lot of us early on in the campaign, it was it was a lot of like, fuck these guys. I don't, yeah, <laughs> I don't yeah, care about yeah. them. Um, but now it's it's getting it's getting to be a closer knit group, and um, you're seeing some of those walls drop away and stuff. I think Liam's character still has those walls up, so it's it's exciting to see him like give up the books to go to rescue his friends, even if he won't admit it. Caleb is is getting more attached to these people. Yeah, in spite of himself. Yeah, and and I mean Caleb especially of everybody, Caleb probably has the most walls. Uh, and for good reason. Mm. And and watching even him making these choices and having moments of almost like self-reflection of like, what are you doing, Caleb, as he does right. them. Yeah. The subtleties, subtleties are, are fascinating. And to, and to the point of like, going from Vox Machina where they were so tight by the time he got to see them, and then throughout the whole first campaign that was streamed, they were so close. Mm -hmm. To then go to the Mighty Nine, it was such a, sh like, a like a system shock almost. Yeah. Uh, even for us as friends. And there were moments when there were blow-ups between characters. Or at the end of the episode, we had to like check in and be like, hey, "We're cool, right?" Like, yeah, you know, like, yeah, we're like yeah. yeah, no, that was a great scene. That was that was amazing. Yeah. And it, it's it feels weird to like sit in that space uh, somewhat, yeah. but it, it makes sense. And we know that in the long run, as these you know, we tell these stories of of people coming together, that it'll naturally get there. Mm -hmm. Just sometimes it's a little bumpy on the road, and that that's what makes it fun for us as performers right, and, and that's improv too, and right? as players. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's also kind of interesting for me. Uh, to watch just like Liam's character, he doesn't think very highly of himself. Nuh uh. <laughs> um, um, I don't follow. <laughs> but, but, but also, it has been the most sort of selfish in his actions. Yeah. Whereas, not also does not think very highly of herself, but is the opposite and is just quick to care about other people instead. And it's, it's interesting to see that how those really paths are sort of diverging a little bit. Who does not feel the least close to at this point in time? Like the least the, close to? Yeah, as far as like, who do you think is still? As at, in the game as in life, Brian Foster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just has no I have not connection yet been at all. Introduced, <laughs> I have not yet been introduced as the big baddie of the game yet. So you have to you spoil the whole. Now we got to call Jason uh, Charles Miller. I think probably. I mean, no one's super close with Yasha because she's a woman of few words. She's aloof, yeah. She's aloof, but um, yeah, I guess I guess Yasha. There's she's also still a little bit scared of Yasha. Yeah, as she should be. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. I think I'm looking forward to learn more about her too. Oh, Everybody we all is. Are. Yeah, we all are. Um, Matt. Rabology, this session seems like it could have gone in a multitude of directions between how the Mighty Nine interacted with the Fun Ball and which of the hundreds of pocket dungeon rooms they stumble into. Did you have a lot of these scenarios planned out or was the dragon the end goal? Uh, I had a few different options depending on what roles were made, in what order, um, and what parts of which chamber were futzed with. Mm. Um, they never went through like the black, um, uh, tapestry in the first chamber. Oh. Wait, what? In oh. the very first chamber you guys entered, there were there the four. It was a red, green, blue, black. black. And the black was the one you guys never futzed with. We never even pulled it over? No. <gasps> because y'all cast that speak with dead. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's I told right. you. And it would have led to right. a pretty rough encounter, but there was another path behind there. You know, like there were different oh, wow. different ways it could have How gone. How many I didn't maps know. did you build? Because you brought out three, right? There were three back there, and then I had two in the other room. Good wow. lord. 
I didn't I didn't know which yeah, way it was going to go. Yeah, I know. That's the thing. You just got to um, build them all, right? Rooms. Yeah, all 100, <laughs> ready to go. Yeah. And like a baker's sheet uh-huh. type, you know, <laughs> yeah. set up back there. Um, yeah, I, I I was curious to see what choices are going to be made and what things were found out. And like the red cloak was kind of a, uh, you know, the safest route was to go through the red door, but there were other paths to go. And uh, it worked out that the dragon, and I made the dragon, is not really a battle you win, more like a, ch- like a challenge that you try and find a way out before it kills you. Interesting. And so the fact that it did go down, I was like, fair play. Okay. Fair play. Mm. That was scary. The first dragon is terrifying. Baby's first dragon. Baby's, Baby's first dragon. dragon. Oh. <laughs> Sam, you barely survived, dude. I was worried. As much as we joke, I was worried. And you know why? There's no way you've come up with a good backup character yet. Oh, <laughs> you'd be surprised. He is a oh, no. handsome actor oh. named Stan Siegel. <laughs> oh Does he also have a goatee so yellow you can't believe it's not butter? <laughs> totally. <laughs> like Terry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Twenty-two eighty-three. Lee's Liz wants to know for both of you. Given that the dragon's breath was shown to have the potential to knock out most of the party with a single turn, how worried were you at the chance of a TPK? Now, here's my issue with that term TPK. Every time the Mighty Nine starts an encounter, the chat's like TPK, 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 TPK. <laughs> I know TPK, it's TPK, ridiculous. TPK. Anyway, it's but please happen. answer the question. <laughs> I hope not. That's, that's a fuck up on my part if, if that happens. Not according it's to Matt Colville. It's a fuck up on both our parts, really, yeah. if it happens. <laughs> Because um, we reach a certain point in the battle where you you go, we have to go. Mm-hmm. You know, even if we lost somebody, we'll go. We'll try and find a way to get them back. Yeah. You know, and you're almost at a level where you can really can kind of do that to a certain extent. But uh, I was worried. <laughs> I made sure that it was a it was a uh, a battlefield where there were multiple avenues, so the, there was a very little chance of the whole party funneling itself into one path. Right. Um, and they had a lot of abilities to get around quickly. Um, you had Caduceus, who is just amazing at getting people back up. Like I was like, I feel pretty good that they'll understand very quickly into this that perhaps it's not something you you know you're meant to defeat necessarily. Mm-hmm. You're looking for the exit. There, I left enough clues to show you that there appears to be some sort of exit. It's just not mm-hmm. currently powered. Here's the challenge: go. And uh, but but when people started coming in. In different orders, I was like, "Oh no, this oh, is yeah. this so is going to be the, rough." Can, for me, the the trigger that opened the portal, the exit, was cold magic, or it, just any magic. It was whatever magic first triggered it. Okay. Then needed to be completed on both. Got it. Got it. So, so if one tried fire, the other side it would have done nothing. Got it. But if someone had hit. Like firebolted the first crystal, then it would have been a red line that goes through. Ah, that makes a lot of so sense. So I didn't want—I didn't want to narrow it so hard. Where like, if nobody prepared any cold spells, I'm like, well, you're all fucked, you know. Right. But it was whoever cast the first type of magic, whatever type of damage it was, that would have been what both needed to trigger. Mm. Um, wow. And it was proximity-based thing. So, uh, yeah, I, I was confident that you guys would probably make it through okay. It was the minute that you guys began to stagger your arrivals that I was like, ooh, this is, <laughs> this is going to be rough. Yeah. Note to self, Sam. Stay with it. Don't split the party. Don't split the Don't party. Split the party, dude. <laughs> but books, but books but and power books. and magic. It's true. But books. If LeVar Burton but has books. taught us anything, but books but is books. it. But books. Yeah. 
I can hashtag, hashtag butt books. He's gonna get a lot of tweets tonight. Oh, He's not uh, gonna know. Like, He's what not is going gonna on? Know. Look at her books. Look at her. They're books. so big. <laughs> oh boy. Well, should we give away some more free yes, butt? Let's yes. do it. Free butt books. Absolutely. Free butt books for everybody. It's time for fan art of the week. Fan yeah. art of the week. Now it's just a cacophony of noise. That's what we all do now. You see at the top of every show. You know what? You know what gets yelled at the top of the show. Look, it's like a recorder. Oh, that's unnecessary. I never played one of those. Don't know how. This week's fan art winner for Campaign Two, Episode Forty Five, was sent in by Noah Warner at Tez Sasquatch. The Sasquatch. Let's take a look. Oh, oh yeah! I saw this. I love Excellent. that piece. Excellent. That is really awesome. Mm -hmm. It's like mm -hmm. so the many colors. The eyes are real cool. The eyes yeah, are amazing. The, eyes. the expression's great. I love the, the stitching. Hand. The mage hand. The mage hand. It's a good mix. Like some people draw not cute. Some people draw not real ugly. That's a good mix. That's okay. a good yeah. mix of in between. That feels I'm right just, for you. Yeah. I'm so glad you made not as a character. I think she's just visually fascinating in comparison fascinating. to the rest of the group yeah. and like. Yeah. That first episode when you're like a little goblin girl <laughs> and then you do the voice and you're like, yep, we're doing it. Like, I loved it. I loved it. I was like, let's go, man. Yeah. Okay. Congrats to you, Noah. Forgot his name for a second there. Congrats, Noah. You have won this. Wenge, isn't that right? I think sure. So. Isn't that what we how we have to say it? I don't know anymore. Venge. Venge. <laughs> Dice Vault with Tiger Maple Inlay. Ooh. These are cool, man. Yeah, yeah they're pretty rad. Pretty Max, sick. can I have one of these? No. Okay. No. You can enter <laughs> this by pulling it, or you can enter our weekly contest by emailing your GIF or your fan art to what is it, Sam? Submit! <laughs> At talksmachina.com. Email. How me? Remember the first part. <laughs> <laughs> Rules for our contests are available at critroll.com. You know that's our website. Oh. Travis and Laura didn't. <laughs> Both of them. I was like, and what's our website, guys? I threw it to them, and they were like, they have baby I think it's brain. Critical. They do they have, have baby brain. Not sleeping much. It's okay. Nope. Yeah. They have poop on their hands. <laughs> they have poop on their hands. Sam. Yeah. Why can't I be a mermaid? Wants to know. Uh oh, I thought that was the question. <laughs> I'll ask you that in After Dark. There you go. Are the adventures she's been on and the courageous things she's done in battle beginning to make Not feel like she's earned her comma? Is she beginning to see herself in a slightly different light? I believe that the character of Not, which I play on a show called Critical oh, Role. <laughs> it's my job to, all right. I was told when, you, uh, when you're in an interview, you always repeat the question <laughs> in the answer, right? Yeah, well, you did that Brian on that between Foster. the sheets and we had to edit it out every <laughs> Um, is that true? No. Oh. <laughs> you did. You did um, answer the first four or five by going. Well, I Emmy award-winning Sam Regal will answer that by saying, and we had to cut a lot of those out. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, that gets tedious. I forgot my question. <laughs> the question was: Has she earned her comma? Does comma. she feel like she's brave now? Does she now? see herself in a slightly different light? I think when she's uh, the thing that one of the things she likes about being with part of this group, being part of the Mighty Nine, being with all of these friends is she has these moments like this battle, like the dragon encounter, um, where she feels briefly she forgets 
she forgets who she is and can just be part of a of a thing that's greater than family, herself. Yeah. She can be the person that she thinks uh, she that she thinks she is inside. She can be brave. She can be useful. She can be heroic. And then uh, right right after it's over, I think sometimes the world just comes crashing back down to reality again. Mm -hmm. And uh, and so that's why she turns to the drink a bit because. Because when she's out of those moments, that's when it's like, oh no, I'm still, I'm right. still, I'm still a goblin. Yeah. <laughs> I asked. Uh, I can't remember. A couple weeks ago, I asked somebody who was on here. Um, the campaign in the last little while has been very. Uh, oh, how do I say it without saying it? It's been focused on Ford. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> nice. You know what I mean. Yes. And then I yelled at you. I and then you yelled at me, and then Tumblr, Tumblr yelled at me, but they're not around anymore. <laughs> uh, one less voice <laughs> telling me to shut the fuck up. No, I'm kidding. I love you all, my Tumblr baby. Are you prepared for when that spotlight turns onto you and your, it's time for a lot of your backstory threads to be connected to the overall picture of what's happening, or, or are you like nervous about that? I'm super nervous about that. I don't know. I don't know if and when that will happen. Right. Um, but I'm super nervous about it uh, because there's there's stuff the cast doesn't know about my character. There's stuff that I don't know about her and where you know where where she's going, what Matt has planned for her, what Matt has. You know, I gave Matt some backstory elements a year ago, but I don't know what those have turned into right. since then. Yeah. So um, it's very, it's making me nervous for sure. And especially since not as a character, doesn't love the spotlight on her so much. So having everyone sort of crowd around her and ask her things about, where are we going now? What's this all about? Who's that guy? You know, right, like, yeah. that's gonna be tough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> A lot of the heavy Scanlan stuff was so late into the last campaign, yeah. no spoilers, but yeah. you know, yeah. I'm excited. But you so love the spotlight so much though, so you secretly have to be like, come on, Travis, of all people? <laughs> Let's move things along here. You yeah, know? no, I. that's where Nod and I differ a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So many theories, Danny? So many theories about, about Nod's backstory. Hit me with one right now. No, I don't want to. <laughs> I mean, I have a lot. Do you want me to actually throw one at you? Please. No, don't. No, don't. <laughs> no, don't. The problem is, she's too, she's too smart. Yes. <laughs> too smart for the kind of shallow she's like, shit. She's our Siri. You know. I don't want to. I don't want there to be any gives because it, there'll be like a, the whole thread on Reddit being like, "I saw Matt's eye twitch. That means oh. she's correct." Oh, that's right. Or they'll that's be like, right. "Like I saw his his foot do a circle yeah, three yeah, seconds yeah, yeah, after yeah. she said she, it. That means I, it's totally wrong." As soon as she says it, just fake a heart attack. Okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Oh. Oh. oh, oh, wow. Why would we do that? I don't know. Oh, oh, that is actually an automaton. Automaton? <laughs> 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 Sit Kiri up. I feel they always well, tell Kiri. me that Kiri was uncomfortable the whole episode, and Kiri this and Kiri that. Well, Jester's, that's okay. Matt. Yeah. Trist, Tristan says, I cried when Jester was sat on by Sam. No, I cried when Jester braced herself for collision and instead the Traveler helped protect her. What in the moment made you decide to add that particular flavor? Was it something you'd already had planned in case Jester got in a situation like that or was it 100% improv? No, that was complete improv. That was that was just reading the moment. You know, as a dungeon master, <laughs> a lot of it's just 
listening and reading the player's emotions and finding what narratively helps facilitate a heroic story. Yeah. And, you know, watching Jester circumstantially, you know, she even if she wasn't alone, you know, there were people around, but just to her it seemed like she was alone and just seeing that heartbreak was so heart-wrenching. And the dice worked in her favor in that moment and narratively it was like this would be a wonderful little dramatic story beat to play into it. So it was not planned, it was purely improvised. Awesome. Hmm. And and it was one of those things where especially with based on the fact that Traveler hadn't really responded a lot recently, instead choosing you know those poignant perfect moments to appear and support her. Um, it just kind of came out organically, and as soon as it happened, I was like, oh, that was really cool. Is this Traveler-Jester relationship playing out how you thought uh, back when you know you guys first talked about it, or you know the beginning of the campaign? In some ways, yes, in some ways, no. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I wasn't sure how, it, how invested she was going to be in the Traveler. Mm. You know, when you create a character who has some sort of a deity, especially you know a cleric character, some sort of a figure or a patron that they take their divine magic from, it can be like, oh yeah, I believe in this thing, but it's not. It doesn't define me as a person. Mm. Um, the way that she's been playing Jester, it's 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 so much more suffused in her 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 life, and so it's made for a lot of really interesting story dynamics I've been able to play with and are hoping to continue to play with. Such a fascinating relationship. I love it. I'm excited yeah. to explore more of it. The Traveler is. Is Tarion, right? Oh my god. <laughs> I mean. Oh my god. Okay. I would be yeah, so happy. He's leveled up a bit since the last campaign. He's omnipresent and can teleport everywhere. Nothing would make me happier. <laughs> uh, Femi London says Sam would not have endangered herself so egregiously if Caleb had not abandoned her. Does not see it that way? No, Caleb was trying to save save himself, save his bacon. He's he's a weak, puny man <laughs> that needs to get out of danger. Yeah, I don't think that she views it as Caleb abandoning her as much as Caleb doing the smart thing and getting out of dodge like everybody else was. Mm. Um, if Caleb were there, that would have been harder because. Not, if, if not, we're put in a position where she has to either sacrifice herself to protect Jester or sacrifice herself to protect Caleb. I think uh, Jester yeah. would be dead. Yeah, that's, I, I think so too. I mean, yeah. But that's that's what we were talking about earlier, though. It's staying true to the character, right? Yeah. And like, ah, yeah. I mean, that would suck. But ultimately, yeah, you have made it clear that you protect him at all costs. Yeah, we made our alliance very early on in the Survivor game, and. Sticking to it. I'd be really interested to see if next campaign you guys play characters who fucking hate each other. That'd be fun. <laughs> next campaign? We can't think about next campaign now. Yeah, we We're still got plenty of this 45. one. We got, we got at least three more episodes of this campaign to get through. <laughs> I was told two. Max, how many do we have left? I have no idea. Oh, well, that's not going to help. <laughs> Matt? Yes, sir. Save us from. Max hating his job with an answer to a question from Jimmy DeBig. Oh, that's the, it's the big Jimmy is what it is. With the time dilation effect, did Bo pop out of the orb early and then have to wander about, uh, wonder about the fate of her party for hours or days? Uh, oh, no, when, for the when, return. Yeah, the when, return. when Bo had emerged, it probably would have been minutes. Minutes, okay. So it wouldn't have been, it wasn't that dilated. Yeah. But she would have, probably for a brief period of time until other people started coming out of it, been like, oh my god, they're all dead. It's been a minute and a half, two minutes oh, with a wow. dragon. You know, that's pretty, 
you know, intense. Plus, considering when everyone's out safe, I think her conversation with Caduceus at the end was a really cool way of, yeah. of I don't know, that, that was really, that was a really interesting way to end the episode. Kind of watching like Caduceus and Bo kind of almost become the parental units uh, yeah, that for the recovery a... of that. You know, everyone else kind of having their little emotional breakdowns and, that's why I said I'm fascinated to see what happens this Thursday. Like, yeah. like the, we've had a number of episodes in a row that have been very kind of intense and, uh, you know, adventure to adventure to to escape to you know kind of insanity. Um, now we're just at sea. Yeah, and, uh, these these weeks are a bit a lot. <laughs> I know. It has been a lot. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's been great. I'm not complaining. People get a little bit like... of a people get a little bit, bit of a break to digest everything. We also um, people can catch up. People can maybe catch up if they're behind a couple episodes. You know, like, yeah. hopefully you're not watching tonight. Although, if you are, we love you still. Sam, I'm so sincere. <laughs> it was sincere, dude. This is just my fucking face. <laughs> uh, Sam, the best username in the world outside of Arsqueef and Pull Out King and. R.E.O.T. Baggin, and, <laughs> but it's Lord Have Mercer. Oh yeah. Sam does not see pain in Jester the same way she did with Caleb and Caduceus, or does she believe Jester is happy and fine? Sorry, I was confused by the question because I heard you say, does not see pain. <laughs> oh, no. oh. <sighs> does not see pain in Jester. It's very confusing. So does not see pain in Jester, same way she did in Caleb and Caduceus, so does she believe Jester is happy and fine? Uh, uh, I, think, I think we all have picked up on, the, on some loneliness issues in Jester, especially recently. Jester has also confided in Not recently yeah. um, about like kissing a boy and liking a boy and stuff like that. Um, so I don't think she she views Jester's issues as as severe as Caleb's. Like she's, I think, not uh, not as happy these days that Caleb is talking to other people mm. um, and feeding himself mm. regularly. Right, 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 right. right. <laughs> yeah, Jester is yeah. a functional person. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think she's definitely picked up on some of the stuff that Jester's going through, and it's been interesting for for me to like. To see Jester evolve sort of as like this flitty, frilly, lighthearted character for most of the first half of the campaign. And now we're getting to this sort of like sadness, this core of sadness. And mm. she talks to a guy who's not there and she pines after this other guy who doesn't really seem to know she exists. And ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, Matt, question yes. about Yasha. Sunshine Luma says, how did Yasha handle the fact that her friends suddenly vanished without any explanations like she's done, like she has done so many times before? What do you think she was during, doing during that time? Oh, uh, not happy at all. Yeah. Um, I'd imagine we may that. get to explore <clears throat> some of that this Thursday. Oh, um, wow. So I don't want to go too deep into that. But, oh. but yeah, consider her friends just vanished. All they found left was this weird mechanical ball. Um, that I'm sure Yasha messed with for a short period of time and then went, I don't fucking know. Yeah. Um, but it, you know, she spent six days mm. thinking that her friends were never going to come back. Jesus. But she's also, you know, she's been through a lot of loss and she's wandered the wastes alone. Like, this isn't something where she breaks out in a corner and is inconsolable. She just kind of hardens to it and continues to move on and then hopes for the best. She's been through some shit. Yep. Yeah. 
played so brilliantly by my fiance. <laughs> now that's a French term. Mrs. Mr. Ashley Mrs. Johnson. Mr. <laughs> Ashley Johnson. Everyone's starting to get the hang of it there now. You go. Um, that's going to be it for questions, but what are you for the about? what? We just got started. We did. What time yeah. is it? No, that's oh, it, bro. Wow. That's it. What do we do now? Now. Well, something we've done for the month of December every episode is a Christmas spotlight for stuff that people have sent in for everyone. Oh, really? Yes. Um, we're oh, showing off some that. of the amazing, it's because you don't watch the fucking show, you <laughs> douchebag. <laughs> Show off some of the amazing Christmas presents that the critters have sent us. So the, the one we have for tonight is, now this is heavy and it's awesome. It's the Blind Weaver made by Elaine oh, Ryan. Oh, yeah! At Elaine Ryan Art. Why don't you take that over there, Matt? What? So this is a painting. That's amazing. It, then there's a coat of. Show it to um, the people. This is incredible. It's got a coating of like polyurethane or something. Yeah, on it. it's something But the like polyurethane that. has colors sort of layered into yeah, it. Yeah, it's like three dimensional in a lot of places. Whoa. The way it's done. I saw I saw a picture, a scan of this, uh, when uh, I met her briefly. And but I but seeing it in person, it's incredible. Yeah. Isn't that yeah. beautiful? Holy yeah. shit! Now something I've told everyone when we uh. show them the gifts on the show is if you, you know, don't have room for it or something, and you want to leave it for Tox Machina set, aka my house, <laughs> I will gladly. Uh, no, isn't that amazing? Yeah. Look at all of Elaine the different colors and all the stuff. Like, oh man, that's so cool. A little dragon down there. I like it. That's amazing. Elaine, Elaine Ryan is her name, by the way. You should find her on yeah. Twitter. Her artwork is incredible. Uh, what was and the what was the um, the? It's at Elaine Ryan, Ryan Art. Yes, that's correct. Yeah, what were you gonna say, incredible. Sam? I was gonna say, what did I get? You, sir, get your very own copy of. Let's see here. Where's the art that someone made for me? Yep, I've got it right here. I've got it right here. Oh. You absolutely get <laughs> not wild things on VHS. See, congratulations. Oh, thank you. You're on there. Here we go. I Zach, love not I'm wild over here. things. There we go. <laughs> you get not wild things on VHS. Now, we should have spelled it is with. Is that the one with Nev Campbell in it? It sure as fuck is. And Denise Richards <laughs> I mean, and America's Matt Dillon, Kevin Bacon. <laughs> it's dark. It's mysterious. It's. It's not wild. wild things. It's <laughs> wild things. Not at all. Thank you. Thank you, Critters. <laughs> I really appreciate it. Yep. Thank you. Thank Sam, you for making his holiday so great. I would like to officially invite you back onto Talks Machina January 8th. Why don't you remove your phone and put it in your calendar right now? We would like the whole cast if we can. We probably won't get Ashley. I'm probably going to say right now we probably won't have Ashley because I know when she's going back. But we can have you, man. Can you do it? Remind me on January 8th to call in sick. <laughs> oh, you <laughs> son of a bitch. You son of a bitch. There it is. There you go. <laughs> Done. Beautiful. Don't say beautiful. <laughs> Tell him he has a duty. Do you, wanna, a, you don't want do him to be duty? here to answer questions about the campaign so far? Oh, man, you guys. The other thing I want to spotlight is this amazing painting. I know. I don't know if you guys could see this on the wide shots, but um, this was sent in by at Stronghold Art and, or it's Stronghold Art actually, and um, our little man Sully. So we're gonna get this framed and put it up somewhere, That's but yeah. it was just so beautiful. And thanks to everyone who sent this in. And then what's this? I can't remember who did this. Have you guys seen this? It looks like, uh, 
No. It looks like Hugo's art. It kind of looks like Hugo. Well, this one's a signature. Like, wait, but I can't read it. It's too yeah. small. This one is so fun. Oh, man. All the gifts. This is so nice. Isn't that cool? I know. We're just like, that's the thing that we love about the set is most of the set is uh, stuff that people so graciously oh, fucking <laughs> <laughs> sent in. And um, I want to apologize to the people from Quebec who sent in that jar that is now broken. Guys, <laughs> what'd you say? <laughs> We want to thank Loot Crate for sponsoring the show tonight. Loot Crate! Um, is everyone going to enjoy their time off? Oh. Yeah. Chris Lockie walks out for the dog freak. Chris Lockie. <laughs> Henry was like, there's an evil. Get him. Get him. Oh, okay. No, buddy. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Oh. <laughs> um, you guys have any great uh, big plans for. Now, I plan on going to your Christmas event again this year. Now, last year, should we shame them publicly? Yeah, let's do it. So Ashley and I showed up to Sam and, and his lovely wife Quien's house. Yeah, I have a I have a party a couple of days before Christmas every year, um, and I invite I always invite the whole cast. Mm -hmm. And last year, Brian and Ashley came, and that's it. <laughs> no one else. Yeah. No one else. Yeah. And don't try to tell me that mini Burning Man was happening like you guys pulled last year. We know there's only one Burning Man. You guys were like, no, we're at mini Burning Man. It's in Cleveland. We're like, that's not real. No, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure that wasn't the case. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted to go to your Christmas party like you want to come on January 8th. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, we'll be there this year, though. You will? I sent an RSVP. You, you did? did? Yeah. I don't have access to it. I don't, My yeah, wife I is don't, running. I didn't so. see the guest list. That's amazing. Oh, and I don't even like oysters. It's an, it's an oyster party. We're going to be shucking oysters. It's going to be fun. It's going to be great. Now, just for the folks at home, that is literally <laughs> what we will be doing. He's not talking about... Yes. Yeah, sorry, Danny. <laughs> well, that's all the time... I'm not invited, so... <laughs> <laughs> that's all the time we have for tonight. Um, thank you guys for a great year. We're almost to 100 episodes of Tox Machina. This is episode 94. That's crazy. I know, maybe we'll do something special for 100. We've been scheming and planning things. Ooh, I'm curious. It'd be sometime in February. Wow. But we love you all. Happy holidays. Stick around for Tox Machina After Dog on projectalpha.com. I would like to thank <clears throat> more beautiful than Nev Campbell, Sam Regal, his final appearance <laughs> of the year and ever. Matthew Mercer, just go fuck yourself. Yes. <laughs> Amen. We've got Steve, we've got Chris, we've got Danny, we've got Max, we've got other Chris, we've got better Chris. <laughs> we have Zach, we have Chandler, we have everybody. Thank you to everyone here who makes the show happen. We love you all. Episode 46 of Critical World airs this Thursday. Until then, don't forget to love each other. Don't worry, it's almost Thursday. Stay turnt, my friends. We love our crew. We were just seconds ago, I was praising everyone for such a great year, and I gave out bonuses. You're a strong leader. Yeah. You you're, think so? You're a strong leader because you're fair, uh -huh. you're kind, hmm. but there's also an air of, I'm the boss. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Would you say I'm abrasive, or would you say that it's a gentle repose? I would describe it more as um, a, a caustic bitterness. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Acrid. 
Acrid. Acrid. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay, now we're heading a little too close to home because that's a term my mother uses. Um, <laughs> all right, we have at, at After Dark, aka After Dog. He's so tired tonight. I know, poor he's buddy. Been, he's been whacking people in the face. He was poor Matt, checking me earlier. Poor Matt got knocked over. So he was sitting on the ground and he got knocked over by Henry probably five times today. More than that. I think. More than that. He's just a big boy. He doesn't know how big he is. I need to be put in my place, so. <laughs> we have questions here from the Alphic chat, and uh, trapped yes. in a gogurt is the first. <laughs> That's amazing. How do you guys decide where guests sit? Do you do any kind of special guest preparation beforehand? Not terribly much. Producer Max James. <laughs> Question for Maxwell James. <laughs> Me and Max talk about it. Like we were. Um, we had thought about maybe putting Deb on the very end where Ashley usually sits, but also I don't want the guests to feel like they're the outlier necessarily. Oh, I yeah. So we decided to put them a little further in so they're in the mix with everybody and not like, you know, you sit on the on the edge in the, the kid's high chair or anything like that. <laughs> um, so it depends. Sometimes we just decide on the dynamics. Sometimes it's just what makes sense. But we don't yeah. put too much thought into it necessarily. Yeah. I've requested that any attractive guests don't be put next to me. Oh, to take away from the to take away from right, me. Right, 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 yeah, right, yeah, that's why she was a couple a couple over. Okay, I'll and I and I was I was next to you know, doggo Laura Bailey as always. <laughs> she's gonna kill <laughs> she, you. She doesn't watch After Dark. <laughs> she's gonna kill you, and I'm gonna help. <laughs> But now, because you've said that, people are going to go back and look at any guest that sat next to you, and they're going to say, Sam thinks this person is unattractive, and that's why they sat there next to you. I absolutely do. I absolutely do. Casually Challenged wants to know, I feel you, favorite holiday cookie. Do you guys have a favorite holiday cookie? Interesting. I'm partial to oatmeal raisin, but I know that chat Ooh, will probably have because you're a 93-year-old yeah, man. I'm, I'm Wilfred He also loves Werther's Originals. <laughs> are there other candies? There aren't. Nope, you sit on the porch whittling, eating a Werther's Original, candies drinking too. some Folgers out of a goddamn thermos. <laughs> thermos. Uh, I, I, I love ginger, you know, snaps or yeah, like, yeah. or like, or like, just the general kind of uh, uh, cinnamon ginger cookies are nice. Is a Snickerdoodle a holiday cookie? Yeah. Or is that year? Every is time. It's every time. Year so, round? so like gingerbread, I'm a fan of because it's 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 holiday. Yeah, gingerbread yes, cookies yeah. are great. I, I also like. Pumpkin pie, is that okay? It's not a cookie. That's okay. I know. But I'm with you on pumpkin okay, pie. Okay, good. Okay. Pumpkin pie, like I look forward, I look forward to this season specifically for the the pumpkin pie, which I've actually had none this season. I've been too busy, and it makes oh, me damn. sad. We'll get so you some. I'll make up for it this Max, holiday. Uh, have Jerry go get some. Hey, uh, this is for Sam. Architox wants to know, Sam, why can't I be a mermaid? <laughs> See, that's what in comedy we call that a, a callback. I can't call that a call a back to it. I think you can if you marry one. Like if you're going with the the mythology from Splash, if you if you're in love with one and one holds your hand when you go underwater, mm. you become one eventually. You Is that choose, what happens? You you chose the life. According yeah. to the to the deep running, the elaborate, deep lore. Uh, deep lore of Splash. Yeah. long celebrated mythological lore of Splash. Well, yes. I'm looking forward to the sequel uh, with Jason Momoa that's coming out. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, here's an interesting one. This is from our pal T-Boys. Uh, some friends of mine are interested in playing their first ever D&D game. I want to surprise them with some D&D stuff for Christmas, mm. but I'm not sure what they need. Books, dice, etc. What do you recommend are the essential D&D gifts? 
for people that are going to play the game? I think so. Like, say they're going to play the game for the first time, and you want to, like, if you're trying to get someone into D&D, you're using this holiday season as a way to do it. I would think a set of dice and a player's handbook. A and set maybe... of dice and a player's handbook is, is, is the bare minimum. Right. If you really want to get them excited, uh, I find that a really cool thing is to maybe wormwood.com/slash/that. <laughs> I was going to say uh, Hero Forge. If yeah. You, if, you, if you can go ahead and pre-purchase, you know, uh, custom minis on there, and then tell them not only get to make a character, but I get to sit with you and help you customize what they look like. That's There's true. people that aren't yeah. used to it, maybe like visualizing and building the character is a fun way, just like doing any character customization in a video game. You yeah, know, exactly. We lose ourselves in Soul Calibur and other RPGs yeah. making your character. Mm-hmm. You get to do that. For your D and D game, there, and that's pretty fun. So um, I have probably six or seven Hero Forge minis, and they're they're amazing. Yeah, I just yeah. you just go on there, you can yeah. It's 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 a pretty cool way to get people into the the visual aspect of mm-hmm. it and get invested in their character from a visual standpoint. Yeah. Um, but that's all you really need. Anything beyond that is is fluff. You can get all that over time. Yeah. You can get extra stuff over if time. If you wanted to just spice things up a little bit more. You might want to make a playlist, right? Like a music playlist for mm. your first for oh, first game. Fun. Yeah, you don't have to be doing what Matt does and changing the cues or anything, but to set the tone, right? That could be something that was right. good. And uh, uh, I I bought when I ran my first game with my kids. I bought just those like pieces of the paper maps, like the grid. Oh right, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pieces yeah, yeah. of paper, so you could at least have a little mappy thing. Yeah. You could draw your own little things on there, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I like to get people, every time someone, uh, now Sam, you wouldn't know anything about this, but I'm quite rich, mm. which is why <laughs> Ashley Johnson said yes. Um, I like to get people an iPad, so for D&D Beyond. You just buy them an iPad? I buy them an iPad and a set of <laughs> okay. dice for sure. D&D Beyond, sure. and I say, uh, yeah, blood. every, wow. I know, Matt, I'll get you one. I'll get oh, you one. thank you. You're oh, welcome. Wow. Actually, I actually had a really sweet critter send uh, my last iPad was going That's out. Right. They sent it one as a gift to replace it. Took a dump. They, That's right. They sent you an iPad? Yeah. I was like, what? Yeah. But they sent an email and we talked back and forth and they were really sweet. Whoa. They're like, we love watching you on the camera at night, Matt. It's thank you for accepting the <laughs> iPad. We love watching your game prep oh, phase. <laughs> Uh, CD88 says, Sam, what did not think of the MAME cabinet spelled M-A-I-M? Oh, that's mm, funny. That's, that's, a, fun. that's a funny uh, pun. MAME cabinet. Uh, that's cute. She did not like the MAME cabinet. <laughs> she could not play that game very well. Yeah. It's not good. Yeah. Not good. Not good. Uh, Bridget Widget, Matt, with what is the ship's crew's general opinion of the Mighty Nine? What stories are they going to share when they're on land? And will how the Mighty Nine have been treating the crew come back to bite them? That's, uh, that's three questions. Okay, all right. <laughs> get it, boy. Get it, buddy. Get that bone. You get it. Yeah. You bring it back to the bed. Good there job. We go. Good you job. Got it. You got it. Oh, this is the, this is the content you paid for, folks. <laughs> there you go. Oh, Henry um, eating his toy. The they haven't crew. they haven't been mistreated by the Mighty Nine necessarily. But they've been neglected and dragged through a bunch of ridiculous shit. So I think, I think they're going to have a lot of stories. I think they are. I think they're going to get back to like if you guys end up getting back to Nicodranas anytime soon, back to their respective friends and you know crewmates from other crews and people they normally run into and drink with the dive bars going. Holy shit! You're not gonna believe this past month. Yeah. <laughs> These people are insane. Yeah, they've uh, you've left you've left a lasting. Scar on yeah. a number of people's yeah. souls. Yep. 
thank God OSHA doesn't exist. In oh boy, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you should put, put you should have put that in the campaign guide. There's like some team of OSHA like uh, I'm not sure this is up to code. That'd be amazing. Uh, I get around to that, I'll make a whole OSHA section. Yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, the campaign's interrupted, and a bunch of people with clipboards come uh, in. Uh, we're sorry. Actually, about that. Yeah. you need to wear a hard hat if you go into any yeah. difficult terrain like this. Uh, Dark Forest Faye wants to know, Sam, are you borrowing that tie from Taliesin's trunk? Mm-hmm. I asked you before the show. That tie's awesome. Who bought it for you? Because there's no way you could have picked it out. Uh, this is a uh, weirdly a lucky tie for me. I, as you may, may have gathered. I'm, I'm not superstitious. Okay. But I do the same things over and over again for fear that bad luck will occur. That is definitely That's not, not superstition. Super, superstition. Okay. But I just do the same <laughs> things over and over again <laughs> to prevent bad luck from happening. Right. Okay. Got gotcha, you. Gotcha. Um, but a little so, crowbar separation. Yes. Uh, this tie I wear when I'm voice directing, uh, and I wear this. The first, the first day of a new show, and I was direct, I was voice directing a new show today. This was the first day, so I oh, wore that tie. That's kind of cool. What <laughs> yeah. was the new show? I can't say. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> what was the last one you did? Uh, the last one that I wore this tie for yeah. was either, oh geez, I don't know, Elena of Avalor, maybe, or Great Fancy show. Nancy, or Great Show, something, something, something oh, great. Ducktail, probably Ducktail. Ducktail. There you go. I really enjoyed the new DuckTales, man. That's great. Thank you. I really Thank did. You. I thought I, I loved that show as a kid. Um, I even loved the spinoffs. You know, I love Darkwing Duck. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's great. Didn't we bust into the Darkwing Duck song one night at your house? Darkwing yeah. like Duck! Look out! Yeah. In this trouble you call DW. Darkwing, Darkwing Duck! Duck! Yeah. Let's get dangerous. We're going to do the whole thing. Let's do it. They won't sue us. <laughs> Uh, okay, trial off night. Any pl- fun plans for the holidays? Um, I'm going to celebrate my engagement every night with a different, you know, two or three thousand dollar bottle of champagne. Sure. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> We've already run out. Mm-hmm. That's rough, buddy. Sam got us one last year for at the Christmas party. That's what you guys didn't know is that yeah. they gave out everyone a two thousand dollar bottle of everyone champagne. Everyone who comes to my oyster party gets an iPad and a two thousand dollar <laughs> bottle of, of champagne. Oh, shit! You can yeah. collect your iPad on the way out. Yeah. Here's your ticket. It's amazing, yeah. dude. You got to go over there. It's Apparently. crazy. Yeah, it's nuts. Man, there's people hanging from stuff. Sure. It's awesome. There's like the meat hoogie. Have you seen the cell? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh. Max, oh. have you seen the cell? <laughs> Jesus, poor Max. <laughs> uh, flavored tweet, uh, flavored wets, flavored wets, Danny. Is what? that what it says? Flavored wets. That's amazing. Put that in the top five. What's y'all's favorite holiday movie? Okay. Oh man. <sighs> wow. Wow. I feel like I need to answer this per aspect of my personality. Now, the hopeless romantic in me, not hopeless anymore because she said yes, you know, mm-hmm. at last. Stop telling me that, man. I'm telling the story, goddammit. He's telling me to wrap up. This isn't the Oscars, this isn't the Emmys. I will play you off. Okay. <laughs> the sentimental side of me loves Love Actually, man. It's a really great movie about a lot of different people, and then a guy who's a fucking creepy, which is Andrew Lincoln from The Walking Dead. <laughs> His character is fucking creepy, yep, man. He's the worst. If you show up at my house with a boombox and a, and a bunch of cue cards, you're Max Jenga. <laughs> <laughs> what about you guys? I also like Die Hard. I also like uh, you know Miracle on 34th Street. I still, I still can't help but be charmed by Christmas Story. I've watched know, it man. hundreds of times you growing up, but like it's still. 
I don't know, there's something very warm and comforting and, and familiar about that film to me that reminds me of many holidays past. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, sure. Definitely. Uh, I'll, I'll say Prancer. Um, but, uh, what? <laughs> Prancer? There was a movie called Prancer. Scrooge. Scrooge. Scrooge is another Scrooge. great Hollywood movie. But I, 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 I'm, just, I'm just realizing right now, Brian, this is your first talks as an engaged man. That's so true, dude. We, I have a question for you. Uh-huh. Maybe you don't want to answer it. I'll try. How'd you do it? How, how was the engagement? How was the proposal? It was awesome. I won't give away too many details because that's between me and my attorney. Were you? <laughs> I was. I might have been in a part of town that went? I was. Honestly, like, it's the best. <laughs> <laughs> I I thought we've been together for so long. We've been together for over six years. You know, like it's a long time. We met in the middle of the first Last of Us game, and you know there was a lot of crazy stuff there going on, and like. I was a completely different person. Uh, you guys kind of knew me before mm -hmm. then. I was a bit of a piece of shit. <laughs> Still am. And so, no, but it was just the best, man. Like, I, I always imagined for years what that moment would be like, and this topped all of my expectations. She had no idea that it was happening at that moment, so the surprise was there. It was just like... What more can you really hope for in this life than to feel that feeling with another person? It's sort of, to me, the pinnacle of our human experience is to be able to say, like, I've been through hell and yet found someone that I can definitely say I want to spend all the days of my life on this earth with. And the fact that, oh boy, the fact that, like, that happened is fucking cool, you know? So I, I can't... It's 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 like uh, it's it's like heroin with none of the bad side effects. <laughs> is how I described it to, to Liam, and he goes, "Oh, I understand that reference, um, but not to a personal <laughs> level. He does not understand it, no. but he knew the sentiment. But yeah, I mean, you guys have both been through it. It's it, it was extremely stressful. Yeah, leading up to only it. the logistics, though, and yeah. you don't want to. Now, Matt, you did a super amazing, elaborate type thing. Oh man, I can't imagine the stress you went through. I thought about that a, a few days ago. I was like. If I'm this stressed, Matt must have been fucking shitting his pants. It was an endeavor, but 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 it always is. Yeah. But man, congratulations to both Thank of you guys. Thank you. Yeah. So excited. So stoked. Um, don't expect invitations for a little <laughs> while, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, Max, you can come, man. Oh yeah. <laughs> he sounds super stoked. <laughs> that is all the time we have. For oh, where's my invitation, Brian? You know. We'll probably have you doing, she'll probably officiate the sure. goddamn thing. Yeah. I would be so good at that. We'll get your license to marry and bury and then get online. Didn't she get, what's it, some, did we get Talisons online or? Yeah, Talison went to the he went Universal to the Church Universal of Life, Life or, whatever. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think Will Friedle did a couple weddings too, if I remember correctly. Nice. Went online and did that and you know, it's like $40 and you can, yeah. should I, could that be a good side gig for me, Max, is doing weddings? <laughs> we, love, we love you all. We'll see you on January 8th when we come back for a special campaign two so far. And then don't forget this Thursday, the last uh, episode of 2018 Critical World. Yeah, we'll see you guys then. And then tomorrow, or uh, Friday night, Liam's One Shot, 7 p.m., twitch.tv slash Critical World. Did I remember everything, Danny? Sure. Did we get it all, Max? We're good. All right. We love you. Good night. Happy holidays, Bye, everyone. Mwah. Thank you for listening to Tox Machina on the Critical Role Podcast Network. If you like this episode, please drop a review on iTunes, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Talksmachina airs live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash critical role on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Pacific. We'll see you next time. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Every day, our world gets a little more connected, but a little further apart. But then there are moments that remind us to be more human. Thank you for calling Amica Insurance. Hey, uh, I was just in an accident. Don't worry, we'll get you taken care of. At Amica, we understand that looking out for each other isn't new or groundbreaking. It's human. Amica, empathy is our best policy.